Welcome to the Physicians Financial Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We will also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Bowden. A certified financial planning professional. And uh, today's episode, we are going to dig into some financial concerns from residency, transitioning into attending an early career physician. So congratulations, first of all, on becoming a attending physician. This is a, a major accomplishment. Also means a great time of financial change for you. And likely you're earning a much higher salary than you were as a resident. But that also may come with additional expenses. So it's important to make sure that you're on track financially so that you can enjoy your new career and build a successful financial future. So today we're going to share the top seven tips for new attending physicians and early career physicians, along with some growing financial concerns for families. So let's jump right in. First of all, we want to kind of recalibrate as you're moving into or have moved into new salary expectations over the, the last couple of years is we want to con continue to consider those long-term financial goals. So what do you want to achieve financially in the long term? Do you want to retire early? Are you wanting to buy a bigger house or a vacation home? Uh, send your kids to college eventually? Having a clear understanding of those long-term goals are going to help you make better financial decisions today. You can also include short-term goals. I think those are very important, whether that's a vacation very soon, time off, you know, changing to have some additional career income. You know, there's lots of short-term goals you can consider as well. But number one on that list is, is really reevaluate as you move into your career. What does that look like for long-term financial goals? Secondly is communication. One of the things that I've, I've learned over my career is that Spouses and partners, not that they intend to not communicate, but really drilling down to be able to have some time set aside with your partner or spouse to be able to talk about what those financial goals are. Make sure they align. Do they align with your financial values? It's important to be on that same page, especially if you are with young family or getting ready to start a family. Making sure those goals are aligned and how you achieve them is really important. It'll be important for your savings goals. So making sure that you're on the same page as far as having emergency savings, how much should you have that funded? What's a comfortable nest egg in cash or available high yield savings for you? How much are you going to put into retirement savings plans to hit your goal on an annual basis? Are you using alternative savings vehicles like health savings accounts, HSAs, or backdoor Roth IRAs, different things to boost your savings like non-retirement brokerage accounts? There's a number of different ways to do that, but part of that communication is understanding what your game plan is 
to get where you want to go with your financial goals. And then part of that also is if there are any debts that you still need to pay off, what's the game plan? How are you going to attack those? Um, are you going to live a little bit more like a residency for a year, two, three years to be able to pay off those high interest rate debts, especially early mortgage we'll talk about at a future date. You can go either way. There's some reasons that you should pay it off, maybe some reasons to keep it as well. So we can talk a little bit more about that type of debt, but typically those shorter term debts, student loans, auto loans, credit cards, those need to have a, a good game plan to be able to increase your cash flow after you pay those off for more important goals. So number three on that list, making sure you have adequate health insurance, especially important if you have family that you're responsible for, making sure that your health insurance covers all your family needs, including any preventative care, prescription drugs, factor in new family expenses, so new babies, childcare, housing, transportation, and food for them, all those types of things, making sure that you have them. Typically, it's not much of an issue. Most employers are going to cover that pretty well, but just making sure that it's going to cover your needs for your family isn't important and will reduce that financial stress. Next on the list, we're going to talk about start saving for your children's education. The earlier, the better. So there's a number of different ways to do that. Typically a 529 plan is a college savings account plan. Certain states do have tax benefits for being able to, to put money into those accounts. And you also have the ability to lump fund those if you're getting income either from yourself or from a parent or grandparent that wants to contribute to those 529 plans, you can lump five years of savings into a single vehicle. Those 529 plans over the last few years have gotten more flexible. So being able to use them for school as the kids are growing up. So prior to college, you can even use them for private education. Another savings vehicle is a Coverdale education savings account less useful in today's environment, but still available. I can find some decent uses for it. We'll talk about another change to the 529 plan later, but it used to be where those funds were a little less accessible if your child did not need them for scholarships or chose not to go into to college or post-secondary education. As of about a year ago, those have changed to where they can be converted to a Roth. We'll do some more information on that coming episodes. Next on that list is really can reconsider your life insurance and consider updating any disability insurance. Life insurance is that kind of financial security blanket. I think term insurance for most people is probably okay. There's some reasons that you would look into a permanent policy. If you want to make sure that you have a policy in place, no matter when you pass away, if you're 50 or 90. But for the most part, using term life insurance at this point in your, your career is going to help you give the largest bang for your buck and be able to make sure that your family is secure and put in the right place should something happen to you. Disability insurance being this, the other factor, your earning potential is still large. Uh, you have a, a great deal of earning ahead of you. And so being able to ensure that you have the right coverages in place should you get sick, hurt, or can't work is going to be helpful at this point. So number six on our list is getting professional advice. You may be getting to the point now that you are earning a decent enough income, maybe a big change from where you were just a couple of years ago, and 
how do you make the best of those additional funds, both from a tax beneficial standpoint, whether that's today or in the future, whether that you're looking at kind of family assets, do you create some additional income streams for you? Getting some professional advice, especially if you're feeling a little overwhelmed with those changes from a financial advisor can really help you create the plan to meet and exceed your financial goals. And then lastly, enjoy your life as an attending physician. You've worked super hard to get there. Make sure you take some time to celebrate those accomplishments. Do that in a smart way to be able to enjoy your family, your time off, take a vacation. You've earned it. That's just a few of the top financial tips for attending physicians and new families. Remember, it's never too early to start planning for your financial future. So take some time, create that budget, revisit that budget, max out your retirement savings plans, pay off your student loans or credit card debt and start saving toward those future goals. If you need financial advice, ask a professional fiduciary and make sure you get it. They'll help you along the way. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Physicians Financial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentbowden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs.